and welcome to Pause Pop, positively pop culture, where we talk about things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm K.W. Taylor. And I'm Carrie Gessner. And today we'll be talking about the movies The 355 and The Atom Project and the Amazon Prime series Tell Me Your Secrets. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm intrigued about what you thought about all of these, so. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the the 355 yet, so I'm curious to hear what you thought of that. So, tell us all about it. Sure. Yeah, the 355 is an action movie. It's on Peacock and mm-hmm. um it came out in January in sort of the um the rise of Omicron, so I don't think it did very well. <laughs> but, you know, I love action movies with women. So I like to watch female characters kick butt, and <laughs> I didn't really need a lot else from this. But this is sort of a brainchild of Jessica Chastain, and mm-hmm. I think Simon Kinberg, the director, who also directed Dark Phoenix, I believe. Oh, okay. And... Jessica Chastain was just like, I just, I want to make an action movie with a bunch of women. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what they did. And Jessica Chastain plays Mason Mace Brown. Mm -hmm. And she, okay, so the whole MacGuffin sort of thing is that in Colombia, a drug lord has this device it can decrypt anything in the world and it can access like any digital system and it can make like planes go down and power grids go off and stuff like that. So it's super dangerous and it, a Colombian agent obtains it and he's trying to pass it off to the CIA, but that pass goes wrong because uh, a German operative named Marie who's played by Diane Kruger, tries to seal it. (laughs) So it just kind of, everything sort of blows up. And Mace and her partner are involved in this. And her partner, Nick, played by Sebastian Stan, actually dies in the ensuing fight. Oh, and the drive goes missing. I think it's kind of, I was kind of like, I don't really care what's happening. I just want to watch people kick butt. (laughs) <laughs> so Mace's boss is kind of like, do whatever you need to do to get the drive back. And she hooks up with Marie because Marie was the one who uh, sort of made everything go wrong. And she pulls in her friend Khadija, played by Lupita and Yango. And they also kind of cross paths with Graciela, played by Penelope Cruz because she is the psychologist to the Colombian agent who had the drive. And yeah, they basically just team up and do some spy hijinks and things go wrong and things go right. And they're like pretty dresses and and cool gadgets and things like that. And then partway through there is an auction and the drive is being auctioned off like within a vase or something like that. And um, the auction house person, I don't know, (laughs) owner, auctioneer, (laughs) I don't know, she's not really the auctioneer, but she's like in charge of everything. Uh Lin Mi Shang, who's played by Fan Bingbing, 
who's actually an undercover MSS agent. So she kind of gets pulled into this as well and becomes an unexpected ally. So it's kind of the five of them trying to get this drive back and save the world from this big bad thing. And it's silly (laughs) and a little bombastic, but I thought it was really fun. I thought there was some interesting character work because Mace, Mace has this sort of like romantic relationship with Nick and then Nick dies and she's processing that and she is processing that grief during this big mission and like it trying to interact with friends and allies and she butts heads with Marie a lot and Marie is kind of like this very stoic I don't work with anyone kind of person I don't have partners and I think they have a really interesting relationship and then Khadija um, is basically ready to settle down. She has a boyfriend back home, and this is like, I don't know if it's her last mission, but she's like, this is just to help out a friend. And then it kind of goes very, very wrong. And then Graciela is a psychologist, and she gets pulled into this, and she just is like way out of her element. But she she comes into her own in different ways, and... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I don't know if you would like it. I'm not sure how big of an action movie person you are. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was an, it was a fun Saturday evening movie. Yeah, and sometimes cool. that's all I want out of a movie. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, and I do like action movies. It sounds a lot like Gunpowder Milkshake. Yes. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. So yeah, so, and I liked. Yeah, there's been a couple others that seem similarly lightweight that I that I have enjoyed quite a bit. So yeah, that does sound fun. And I did think it looked cute when it was in the theater for a second. It just <laughs> disappeared so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, fun. Yeah, it's I think if you like Gunpowder Milkshake, you would like this, especially because mm-hmm. it's less violent. Ah, yes. Yeah, Gunpowder Milkshake was a little bit on the edge for me. I was like, I like yeah. this, but it's very gory. It was very Tarantino-esque, and yeah. I don't always want that unless I know going in. But yeah, this sounds fun. Cool. Yeah, let me know if you check it out. I will. Cool. But you watched a movie that you thought was really good. Yes, and I will admit this has been several weeks ago now that I watched this, so I'm, I'm, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle remembering every detail. You just heard <laughs> me try to describe the movie I watched like three weeks ago. It's okay. Right. <laughs> But this was The Atom Project, which is on Netflix. And I don't think this ever was in the theater. I think it went directly to Netflix. Um, Ryan Reynolds has a little bit of a Netflix deal right now with some of his movies. Hmm. But anyway, I, was, I wasn't I was sure what this was going to be like going in. I just knew it was time travel. And so I thought that's fun. Nice. But it's time travel, sci-fi, comedy, family little bit of drama. <laughs> and I will warn you, by the end, I was crying really hard. Oh, my so gosh. <laughs> it is it gets very heartwarming. And that was, you know, so it runs the gamut. It reminds me a lot of like Field of Dreams. There is a little bit okay. of a Oh, I'm gonna get emotional. Okay, let me let me get to the com- <laughs> the comedy and the adventure part. Okay. okay. So this starts in the year 2050. Adam is played by Ryan Reynolds, and he is a fighter pilot, and he steals a time jet, which is a 
jet that can go back in time or forward in time. (laughs) And he steals this and he's going to go save his wife who had crashed or gone to 2018. And so he's going to go look for her, but he's not supposed to have this jet. So he accidentally crashes, though, in 2022, not 2018. Okay. And he's really injured and his jet isn't working. So he so he's stuck in 2022 and he encounters his 12-year-old self, Adam. Uh-oh. <laughs> played by who plays little Adam? Walker Scoble. And he's in sixth grade. He's got asthma. He's bullied. Um, he's kind of a mess. But he looks enough like Ryan Reynolds and has that same sort of demeanor and so it's very well cast and it's okay. very cute and yeah so they adam old adam does not reveal to his younger self who he is but he well yeah you, that i feel like that's a time travel <laughs> basic like you don't well know yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he goes to the goes to his own house because he knows where he can get like supplies to okay like get healed and whatnot but it kind of younger adam kind of figures stuff out when older Adam accidentally calls his dog by his name. And so they kind of put two and two together. And the thing is that this this time jet is linked to people's DNA. And okay. older Adam is really injured and the jet won't activate for him because he's injured and there's like a fail safe where if you're about to die it's not gonna let you fly it but (laughs) since he's got his younger self he can use his little person dna to get into the jet (laughs) and anyway the younger adam has just lost his dad he died in a car crash the year before and his mom is played by jennifer garner and she's kind of struggling and the two Adams kind of team up, knowing who each other is, to try to find Adam's wife. If she had been in 2018, they figure maybe she's still exists in 2022 because they can't get the jet to work to go back a couple of years and stuff. So the plot is kind of convoluted. So I'm just going to kind of get to the fun. point of like <laughs> Adam's dad, Lewis, had actually helped invent time travel. Okay. And so they sort of decide if they want to go back a little bit to when he was still alive to get some help. And Lewis's former like business partner, Maya Sorian, played by Catherine Keener, had sort of taken the technology and, and exploited it and made 2050 be pretty dystopian. So they're trying to see if they want to help prevent that or whatever. But the thing... The thing about this movie, this movie is just kind of an excuse to have some really cool action sequences and and plane chases <laughs> and stuff, and this interesting bonding between the two atoms and the commiseration between the two atoms about their their loss of their dad, and there's some really touching moments between Jennifer Garner and Ryan Reynolds with her not knowing this is her son Aww. as he's all grown up, and then some stuff with the dad who does show up in in various time timelines played by Mark Ruffalo and so if anybody's a fan of 13 going on 30 <laughs> there is a nice Mark Ruffalo Jennifer Garner reunion which is adorable nice <laughs> and Catherine Keener is very 
scenery chewing as the <laughs> villain. <laughs> Zoe Saldana plays Laura, Adam's wife, and she's really good too. It's just, yeah, it's it's a really fun romp, and there's some neat stuff about you know time travel and paradoxes and family relationships, and it is really really funny throughout. But it does get very. I don't know. It it does get a little bit melancholy with knowing that the dad is going to die and stuff. And so, yeah. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> <laughs> you okay? Yeah, it's fine. I just yeah, it was one of those that just snuck up on me. And and yeah, and I don't know that anybody thinks these act any of these actors are amazing, but I, actually they're all really great, and they mm-hmm. tend to do more lightweight stuff, but. And this is still like that, but, you know, they actually have a really good job. They do a good job with the heavier moments, too. So, yeah. And I am very impressed with little young Adam, Walter Scoble. He was he was really good. There's a lot of jokes about, like, wow, when do I turn into that? Like, how many days are you in the gym? And all this, like, because he's <laughs> very jealous of his grown-up self being a little more put together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and there's some satisfying moments where the older Adam helps the younger Adam deal with some bullies and stuff. So yeah, so it's just very sweet and funny and fun. And you know, I love time travel. So yeah, (laughs) this is different for me from part of the reason I like time travel is just to see how they do different time periods. And Mm -hmm. you get to have kind of the benefit of a historical story as well as like a science fiction story. But that's not really present in this. It's kind of like travelers in that way, where it just is dealing with the present day versus a a future that we don't really see very much of, but mm-hmm. but you still have that sense of like something like nostalgia and uh, and yeah, it's really good. Cool. Well, I'm really glad you liked it. Thank you. I will keep in mind that if I sit down to watch it, that I mm-hmm. might get emotional as well as laugh a lot. <laughs> yes, it truly. And then there's a sweet there's a sweet dog in it, so Aww. you get. Some nice dog stuff. Nothing bad happens to the dog. Good. The good. dog is fine. <laughs> and Jennifer Garner is just delightful. She. It's weird to think of her being Ryan Reynolds' mother, but obviously <laughs> it's when when he's little. So, yeah. <laughs> but she's delightful, and uh, yeah, it is really fun and funny. And yeah, if you just kind of know it's going to be, but it's like not like terrible sad. It's just that kind of heart strings tugging sad, you know? Yeah. So like good. it's okay. Okay. Yeah, it's like yeah. a cathartic sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, great. I'll put it on my list. Cool. But yeah, we've both been watching this not heartwarming at all. <laughs> I have not cried at all during this show. I have yeah. to say I'm only halfway done. So I finished episode five of 10 this morning. Okay. And you finished the whole thing though, right? I did. And I think I'm, I sort of coaxed you into watching this. <laughs> you did, yes. So this this is a show called Tell Me Your Secrets, which is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you were the impetus for watching this. So tell give us the premise of this. Yeah, okay. So this follows Emma, who's played by Lily Rabe. And she recently got out of prison for being an accomplice to her boyfriend, who was a serial killer. And she is now in witness protection in Louisiana, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of, <laughs> you get the sense that this is maybe not like super official witness protection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little sketchy because her psychologist puts her in this 
like cabin that he owns in the middle of a swamp. His name is Pete. He's played by Enrique Murciano, and he's like kind of creepy. Like you're not sure if he's super trustworthy. Mm-hmm. But she's basically trying to start her life over, and she there's there's like some weirdness where Pete is always like you gotta you have to stay away from young women, and you're just like what's that about? That's creepy. But she does not, and she ends, she kind of, like, involves herself in a bullying situation, like a teenage, well, these teenage girls, mm-hmm. and the bully's name is Rose. She's played by Kira Aurelia, who we saw in Cruel Summer, mm-hmm. last summer. Yeah. And consequently, Rose sort of becomes obsessed with Emma, mm-hmm. and the object of the bullying, I believe, is Jess who is not on the first page of the cast and crew. <laughs> I apologize. Emiri Crutchfield plays Jess. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then towards the end of the episode, Jess is murdered, perhaps, with a question mark. Uh, you're not quite sure what's real and what's not real. And Emma sort of is is very, very distraught about that. And that sort of kicks things off into the next episode. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile... We also have Mary Barlow, played by Amy Brenneman, whose daughter, Teresa, is believed to have been a victim of Emma's ex-boyfriend, Kit, but except her body has never been found, and Mary is convinced that she's still alive. Mm-hmm. So she's become obsessive. She set up this whole foundation so they could find missing girls missing women and she can keep looking into this case and she is set to talk to kit in prison except right before she does that kit kills himself so she turns her focus onto emma whose name before was karen and she hires this guy named john played by Hamish Linklater, who is super creepy in this. (laughs) (laughs) And he has his own dark past. I don't don't know how quickly you find out, but he is kind of a serial rapist, and he's looking to change his life, and he's looking for redemption. But you're not quite sure how sincere he is in that search, I believe. And then, so Mary hires him to find Karen slash emma and that's that sort of gets the ball rolling and yeah everyone in this is pretty terrible Mm -hmm. yes uh it's hard to root for anyone you kind of root for emma i think at least as you get to know her story more Mm -hmm. i think you that comes out a little bit but yeah what 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 are your thoughts on this Well, I I was rooting for Mary in the beginning and not Emma, mm-hmm. and it is kind of flipped as we were at the, about the halfway point. I but I find Emma hard to like. She's yes. kind of creepy. She's got a weird manner about her. She acts weird yeah. all the time. Um, but so does <laughs> so does everybody. Mary acts weird a lot of the time. John is my least favorite character because he's so overtly creepy yeah and overly familiar with mary in a way that is super gross Mm -hmm. and peter is creepy and gross and you find out upsetting things about him by the kind of the midpoint 
and Rose is creepy, not gross, but she's weird and acts weird. Everybody acts weird, and it's all because of these secrets they have. And I don't know that I don't know that anybody's secret. My theory is that nobody's got a secret worse than John's, and okay. everybody is probably redeemable, but they make bad choices yes. constantly, and they're running from the the mistakes they've made and the sins they've committed and all of this and uh yeah so but i'm very confused about what happened to jess Mm -hmm. rose her father shows up who's played by richard thomas who's like a lot older like too old to be her dad he's more like her grandfather's age yeah, and there he seems weird like it's just all everybody acts <laughs> weird, weird and creepy yeah, yeah it's <laughs> bad and yeah so i am enjoying it it's very dark it's hard to watch more than one in a sitting that's so funny because i watched it very quickly really oh. well i watched the first episode a long time ago and i didn't uh-huh. i was really upset that jess died okay so I stopped and then I don't know, a couple of weeks ago I was just like, I want something I wanted a limited series. Mm-hmm. And I think I was kind of on a crime kick. Mm-hmm. So I remembered this and I tried it again. Mm-hmm. And Jess's death in the first episode and the second in the very beginning of the second episode, you realize it might not be real. Mm-hmm. So I kept going because of that. Yeah. And then I just, I think I watched it in like two days because like there were just so many twists that I did not see coming, but they make Mm -hmm. sense because everyone, yeah, like you said, everyone is making really bad choices. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So it was kind of like, I couldn't look away. Like it was a train wreck. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think every character's fatal flaw is being able, unable to let go of something sad that happened to them. Yes. And if they could just grieve a little more productively, this wouldn't be a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, like, I think I messaged you the only character who wasn't being awful was Mary's son, Jake, played by Elliot Fletcher. And I was like... Yes texting you to say like please just tell me he doesn't have anything like he's just this minor character who's not bad and doesn't (laughs) do anything wrong yes and you can be sure that he is fine he is one of the (laughs) only two characters who is moral and upstanding i think the other one is Uh, emma's boyfriend i think his name is tom oh yeah the cop yes he's played by mark richardson and he's Mm. also not a creepy person (laughs) okay okay yeah good but they're the only people yeah pretty much yeah so yeah i mean it's really compelling all the actors are really good lily rabe just does a good job being upsetting Mm -hmm. and amy brenneman i had just watched all of uh oh um amy brenneman i had just not too long ago watched all of the leftovers and she was really creepy on that (laughs) And she's allowed to actually speak on this. Part of her character on The Leftovers had taken a vow of silence because she was in a cult. So she didn't get to talk very much. So it's nice to hear her talk again. But uh, I wish she would play a good character again. I remember judging Amy and stuff that she was yeah in before. But 
So yeah, I I hope for her to play a likable character in a later <laughs> series. Yeah, I was just gonna mention that Mary also has like a weird younger boyfriend who you find out was friends with her daughter, and it's just kind yeah. of like I'm like that's an interesting choice there, Mary. Yeah, that I didn't realize he was friends with her missing daughter until just this past episode and was very grossed out but you know whatever she's also like i don't know she's just she's pretending to the public to be this grieving mother on a mission and then in her private life is just a shambles Mm -hmm. totally behaving very badly so um, that was pretty on brand but yeah if you (laughs) like complicated characters and really strong women who are you know not necessarily good. Not good, but like with this show gives women really good roles. Mm-hmm. Interesting, meaty characters. Um, the performances are very strong, and uh, yeah, it is you know disturbing and dark and stuff. So, so yeah, it's not <laughs> not for the faint of heart, but it is really yeah. high quality. So yeah, yeah, and it, we've established that it works whether you binge it like me or you watch <laughs> like one a night like KW. <laughs> well i look forward to your thoughts as you continue to watch it yes i will hopefully finish it in a few days (laughs) (laughs) next week we'll be talking about the apple plus series the after party and the book the sweetness at the bottom of the pie our theme music is by joseph mcdade you can find me on twitter at kw taylor writer and me at carrie gessner and you can find the show on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast. You can also email us at positivelypopculture at gmail.com. And you can find our website at positivelypopculture.com. And from there, you can find the link to the merch store. And please, if you're enjoying the show, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy and safe. And join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop.